This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hey, DJs, it is Monday, July 31st. Almost done with July. Jeez, where'd that go? Mad Max is on his way to Texas. No, not me. The other one. And someone wants out of Indiana. No, not Panther. I'm Mad Max. Joining me, the one and only sex Panther. Panther, happy Monday. That's not true. It's not true at all. You, technically, you, you do want out I, of Indiana. I do want out of Indiana. You actually do. <laughs> Uh, Nevada and Arizona. Are I'm not going anywhere man. near Texas, though. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> that ain't gonna happen. Oh man, uh, I, I had a busy weekend, good weekend. But listen, I don't know when you guys' school starts, but our schools here start stupid early, so early that it feels like the last day of July. Like this is the end of summer. The, the kids in Fort Wayne go back to school in like a week and a half. When the fuck did this happen? What, did, didn't school used to go to Labor Day? Or no school summer go to Labor Day? And schools then we went around to here go to Labor Day? Is, yep, schools go to here. Labor Day is the end of summer for us. Like, that is it. We, the, the day after Labor Day, I think Labor Day is always on a Monday or something like that, right? Yeah. Is it always on a Monday? Maybe I'm wrong there. Yeah. Whatever no, it is. It's on a okay. Whatever it is. So it's like whatever that that the Tuesday, whatever that is, the day after Labor Day, is where the kids go back. And so I, you know, they changed it. I know in the the South, which it's weird. I don't consider Indiana the South. You're kind of the South, but right. not really the South. You're you're. I don't know what you We're are. Midwest. We're Midwest. Yeah, 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 but you know, so I know they changed for the South. They're saying is like, oh well, you know, we we don't want the kids going into school when it's so hot, so we want them out by May because by June it gets so hot. And I'm thinking is like, so yes, send them back in August. Right. Like last time I checked, August was the hottest fucking month. Uh, yeah. The, the way the um, as the Earth turns, if you will, I feel like you know winter doesn't even start till January anymore. And just they, they almost like need to skip a month and get us back on the cycle. But yeah, I'm with you. August and maybe even early parts of September seem to be the hottest part of the summer. Um, now you guys, your kids didn't even get out of school till damn near father's day. Wasn't it? Yeah, it was, it was, uh, Mike, yeah, it was the, like the second to last week of June. So like whatever the twenty fourth or something like that. But you know what the bullshit about that too is is like is like the last like week of school was all half days. I'm thinking is like, can you just consolidate this? Can they get out a week earlier <laughs> instead of having fucking a week of half days? Uh, but yeah, we they went until like almost towards the end of June and then they go back you know in September. So, which again, I kind of like it. I kind of like like you know like summer vacation is July and August. You know, to me that 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 makes sense. Um, but yeah, it's, I can't believe it. your kids are going back to school. Well, kid, if you, if your older kids are going back to school, uh, 
I guess it's fine. <laughs> well, maybe they're going back to college, but you know, uh, but yeah, the, the kid going back to school next week. That, that just sounds absurd. It really does. You know, you know, because my, my birthday is at the end of August. My wife's birthday is in the beginning of September. And, you know, we, we, we both always uh, synonymize our birthdays with school, right? Like I, I already I always knew after my birthday, I was going back to school, which was kind of a bummer when I was a kid. I was like, oh man, <laughs> you know, I get that my birthday and then I'm going back to school. Uh, and and to think like early August going back to school, I just uh, don't seem right to me, Panther. Don't seem right. Uh, it doesn't seem right. But I tell you what, the end of July doesn't mean it means the end of summer around here. But it also means that Major League Baseball trade deadline and football players reporting to camp. Yeah, lots lots of stuff going on. And we got one guy that might not be reporting to camp or might be on a ineligible list we'll get to him in a second but let's talk about baseball trades because i'd say the first domino dropped and that domino of course was a mets domino now i thought it was going to be justin verlander i thought verlander was going to be the first guy to go out of the mets because he's worth a you know a damn uh and texas was interested in justin verlander after losing jacob de grom uh, earlier in in the season of course uh jacob Graham, former met well now they got another former met who who probably go on to be fucking amazing in his 40 40th year 41st year or whatever and that is max scherzer mad max scherzer no longer a met poor one out i loved having mad max on the team briefly he's the type of ball player i wanted uh, but we did him no justice. Like uh, I mean, he, you know, he was he was kind of he's old and banged up, but he's still you know a, a pretty good pitcher. And this Mets team has just been an absolute disaster. And good for him, good for him. He gets to chase the title. Uh, Texas a little bit slumping right now. Houston, as we predicted, caught up with them. I think they're what game game or so behind Texas now. So Texas needed something. Like they needed a boost. Mad Max, I think, gives them. A, a morale boost, that's for sure. Probably gives him a rotational boost. And also gives him a playoff guy, a guy that's won a World Series. So Texas seems to be going all in. Did you like this move by Texas? Uh, by the way, did, did, did I forgot to mention what the Mets got in return was Ronald Acuna Jr.'s younger brother. So for the Mets, they get a, a top prospect uh, infielder, a guy that is highly touted for, you know, eating some salary. So they basically paid, paid like $30-something million dollars for this prospect well I, I listen i do like the move for the rangers um they are a bona fide world series contender this year you know they, they've regressed a little bit and the loss of Degrom. we did kind of say that their pitching was kind of a mirage i mean perez and eovoldi just couldn't keep up what they were going to keep up all season long and they're still very fine pitchers but they did need a, another bona fide ace Scherzer's, you know, on the wrong side of, I don't even know what he's on the wrong side of, 38 maybe. The, the guy's been around a long time, but, and you can tell by his stats, his numbers are significantly down from the Max Scherzer that, we, that we've known. But this is still a great pitcher to add to a team that has significant playoff and World Series aspirations. It had to hurt giving up Acuna. That was like, you know, one of their big coups in their minor league system. But this is something that the Mets have needed to do for a long time. They have spent money. They have depleted their farm system. They have gone out and got player after player after player and don't have, you know, a World Series to show for it. And I think it's probably time for the Mets to maybe just start selling off, replenish that 
farm system and start building from within and bringing these young kids up because we're seeing it work with places like the Cubs and the Reds. The Marlins are starting to get it right. Like, I think that is the recipe for success. So maybe the Mets have seen the error of their ways and just start to get younger and move. But I, I like the move for both teams. Yeah, I definitely like the move for both teams, mostly because you know, Mets, they are five games under 500, not out of the the playoff hunt, not out of the extended playoffs because of all the, the fucking uh, – wild card teams that are allowed to make it now that technically mathematically the Mets are in it, but they're not in it. They're not in it at all. So I think it was a great move. Uh, get a young asset uh, and, and whether they keep him or, or try to trade him, you know, that that's just something that they can decide in a couple of years. Uh, not this year though. This is not their year, which is a, you know, again, a, a damn shame, a team that won a hundred games last year. This is, this is the, this is the problem with being a Mets fan Panther. I, I really, you know, there's no consistency whatsoever with this team. There's no consistency. I'd say the best consistency we had was probably the Terry Collins years, right? Like he kept that team competitive and, and the Mets made the playoffs a couple of times in that stretch. But you look at some teams that just always make the playoffs, like always make the playoffs, the model of consistency. And the Mets just ain't it. You know, they can go and win 100 games. And now they're going to, you know, they're gonna fucking probably lose 100 games. I don't fucking know. This this, is a, this team is a fucking clusterfuck. So good, good on Max Scherzer to get a, a chance to compete, a chance to try to win another title. Uh, good on Texas. They needed it. They needed that boost to stay competitive. And good on the Mets to try to get a little bit younger. And I don't think it's over. I do think Verlander is going to get traded. Now, you know, Scherzer had to waive his no-trade clause, and Verlander is going to have to waive his no-trade clause. But you, you're telling me that the Dodgers give a call? That you know, Verlander ain't gonna want to go to L.A. Try to win yeah, a title there. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, Baltimore, Baltimore mm-hmm. might 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 say, hey, screw it. You know, we, you know, Mets eating some salary. We'll take Verlander. Give you some uh, young young guys. Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay, take Verlander for for you know next to nothing except for you know some of their draft. I mean, it gives teams that necessarily can't afford these guys the chance to afford them because the Mets will eat the salary to get a return of investment and, and these young players. So, and as for the Mets, I, you know, with all the money that Cohen has, unless he gets fucking caught up in some goddamn fucking Ponzi scheme, it's not like they can't rebuild, rebuild quickly. You know, the next fucking set of guys that's going to hit the market, like, you know, the Mets are going to be in on them. Uh, so get, get some younger players in there, either as tra- trade assets or replenish the farm system, bring up these young guys. I would love to see Acuna Jr. do what, uh, you know, Acuna Jr.'s little brother do what Acuna Jr.'s done. You know, that'd be nice. Um, <laughs> why, why not? So, uh, I, good on the Mets and, and I, it's, it's not the end. Um, who, who else, who else is going to probably be in, in the Verlander market there? You think? Uh, I think the Yankees always have to be a consideration um Seattle might surprise I don't know but I mean you're only looking at playoff teams and then the, even the teams that are on the fringe do they need to make a move the the twins are probably going to get in just because of the weak ass division they're in uh and Cleveland made a move to go get Noah Syndergaard you know we didn't really talk about that and I don't think it's a significant move but they were making moves maybe the twins make a move to go get a Verlander, but um, mm. there's there's suitors for them, and those teams that we're mentioning do have minor league prospects that they probably be willing to. I tell you, I've got a deal. I don't know what you'd think of it. I know that Tampa Bay is a little frustrated in the locker room with Wander Franco 
What if we just get rid of Lind uh, Francisco Lindor and Verlander and go get Wander Franco and we just start over? There you go. That's a good deal. Sounds good to me. Might as well. <laughs> let's do the fucking reboot. Why not? Uh, let's revisit also that the Pirates trade that uh, that that uh, who was it? Chris Archer went to uh, Pittsburgh and sent one of Tyler Glass now and and like two other uh, minor league uh, prospect pitchers. Maybe, maybe maybe the Pirates got something to. Uh, to deal in, in in this mix too, and and get some uh, young players there. Um, I thought the Pirates are well, they they did beat the Phillies yesterday, right? So good on the Pirates. Um, they're they're not in it, so I don't think they're making any trades to to get any better. Yeah, listen, the Houston could be in on it. Maybe Verlander goes back to Houston. You know, I don't think I don't think he wanted to leave Houston, but when the Mets give you stupid dumb money, like you're going to take the stupid dumb money, so a good chance maybe he goes back to Houston. Here's a crazy thought, though. What about the Cincinnati Reds? They are absolutely in on this Panther. I don't. Uh, first place Cincinnati Reds will absolutely be sniffing around Verlander. Totally, I absolutely. Yeah, they're, now, they're, now, and they're buyers. They said they're they're looking to move Jonathan India, but I mean, you add John uh, Justin Verlander to that rotation. You're waiting on Hunter Green and Nick Lodolo to come back. Dude, you, you can't tell me the Dodgers are that much better. The Braves are that much better than the Reds if they get Verlander. I'll tell you the Braves are that much better, but uh, no one, not many other teams that much. But Verlander's pitching really, really good. I think he'd be a solid fucking guy in that in that rotation for for Cincinnati. I definitely think that they should look for it. So Mets are going to have some suitors. We got lots of, uh, of course, trade deadline talk as it leads up. I think it's next next week. Is it this week or next week? tomorrow is, is it tomorrow it's tuesday i, yeah, I thought it was next first, tuesday yeah. all right yeah so things should be heating up today we've got a lot more of that to talk about uh let's get to the other story real quick the guy that wants out of indiana not named panther and that's jonathan taylor jonathan taylor requesting a trade from the colts subsequently denied by jim ursay and, and of course it's going to be denied by jim ursay because they're not going to give him an extension and guess what's going to happen they're going to fucking franchise tag him it's like he already fucking predicted it um I listen. I think that Taylor is in a shitty situation here, and uh, you you go back to the Le'Veon Bell situation with Pittsburgh, and you start to think it's like, hmm, maybe Le'Veon Bell was the canary in the coal mine here, Panther, because now this is getting to be really fucking ridiculous. We saw it with Saquon. We saw jo uh, Josh Jacobs, who led the NFL in rushing yards, just didn't report to fucking camp at all. This is bad. Like, this is really, really bad for the running back position. Uh, they really got these guys over a fucking barrel here, it seems. Yeah, and we talked about this last week. You know, they have a little running back um, union call, if, if you will, trying to crash heads and come up with something. I think this is going to be a contentious part of the new CBA because the running backs are at a complete disadvantage. They really are. Uh, you know, a rookie deal and done. There's no incentive whatsoever for these general managers to re-sign them. As great as Jonathan Taylor is, one of the top three, right? Derrick Henry, Christian McCaffrey, and Jonathan Taylor, top three running backs in the league, and he can't get a deal. They're not going to sign him. They're not going to trade him. So, you know, what? what's a guy to do? You get you get the contract. You get your rookie deal. They're Now they're throwing out a rookie quarterback this is not a great situation for jonathan taylor and you're right they are going to franchise tag him and he's going to have to accept that franchise tag or sit out we don't make any money sitting out so i don't know what the answer is but he's really he's really 
caught between a rock and a hard place. Yeah, this is terrible. I mean, there's you know you'd always think that it's like, oh well, there's going to be teams that are going to want to you know pay for for talented players, but it seems like running back you know just isn't one of them anymore. Uh, there, there's a couple of running backs that are still sitting out there on free agency right now. Uh, you know, last time I checked, uh, you got uh, Dalvin Cook still out there. You still got uh, Zeke still out Zeke's there. Still there. Yep. You know, Zeke physique still out there. So. I mean, there's there's running backs to be had. Um, last I heard, Dalvin Cook is sniffing around the Jets. They've kind of kind of got a log jam at running back, but you know, I think Dalvin Cook is going to chase a chase a title maybe here. Um, I've heard nothing about Zeke Elliott. Absolutely nothing about Zeke Elliott. And then then you had Sonny Michelle, who just decided to fucking up and retire after five years. It's like you know what? Not worth it. I'm done. <laughs> so, running back position. Not great, Jonathan Taylor. I, I listen, man, homie. I, I fucking feel for you. I feel for you, bro. You're, you're, you're really fucked over here. Um, I, I really wish I had better news for you, but you're fucked. You're absolutely fucked, Jonathan Taylor. There's, there's no way, like, no way out of this fucking situation for you, especially with that fucking crackhead of an owner you got. Like, really, um, you are literally fucked. And so, um, with that. With that fucking uh, ray of sunshine, we're going to take a break, (laughs) and then we're going to talk some Major League Baseball. Stay tuned. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. We are back, possibly never left you, Panther. What we got? What do you, what do you got today? Not a huge slate of games, and man, I'm I'm fucking I'm stretching on on both my fucking picks. That's for sure. Oh, two picks. I managed to find five, and might have had another one had there been a line at three o'clock in the morning. But we're gonna start down in South Beach. Miami's gonna host the Philadelphia Phillies. Great pitching matchup. Tawan Walker going against Eduardo Cabrera. Um, the 
kind of an even line. I'm seeing Philadelphia minus 115, but look, a road team at minus 115, that's damn near even to me. I certainly trust the Phillies' offense more than the Marlins, but Walker's been pitching great. And at a minus 115, there's just enough value for me to jump on the Phillies. So give me the Phillies for 10 bucks. Yeah, I'm going to give you some moral support here. Get you Philadelphia minus 114 there. Uh, Tawan Walker, you know, didn't have his best stuff uh, his, his last couple of games, but he's winning, right? I mean, that's the thing. He, he fucking wins. So it seems like he gives them just enough to fucking win ball games. You know, 11 and 4 record is, is, is definitely something that, you know, shows that they're, they're hitting the ball when he's uh, starting. Uh, Cabrera coming off of an awkward start. I don't, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if it was just because he gave up a bunch of runs or maybe he got injured or something like that. Uh, I think he only pitched two innings his last go out. Um, so he, he left early in his last game. Um, I think the the pitching advantage definitely still on Philadelphia. And just in general, I think Philadelphia is is playing the better baseball right now than than Miami. Uh, Miami's a team that, listen, they 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 made a deal. Like with the Mets, they they got uh, Robertson trying to fucking make that uh, push in, in the playoffs. Um I just i i think that I think the Marlins are definitely in a better situation than the Mets, but they're in a similar situation than the Mets. There's just better teams surrounding them fighting for the fucking playoffs, and Philadelphia is one of them. And I think they get the win today. Uh, I'll lean the Phillies with you. All right, next game up, we got ourselves a nice little American League East clash: Baltimore at Toronto. Kyle Gibson going against Chris Bassett. I just think Toronto is too much of a favorite. I think this line is too chalky. Even if Toronto, you think Toronto's going to win at about a plus 130 with Kyle Gibson on the mound, there's too much value there to pass it up. I'm going to jump on the Orioles for 10 bucks. You know, my thought was exactly the same, is that, man, this seems a little too chalky for the Blue Jays, but in the same sense, I got them winning. I got them winning enough times for me to trigger a bet here. Chris Bassett having a good fucking season away from the Mets. Um, I, I, you know, I, I think that, that he gives the, the, the Blue Jays a chance to really fucking win this one. Um, I, I hate fading the Orioles, first place Orioles, uh, because they are a solid team. And I, I hear you out. I hear what you're saying, but I, I'm on the opposite side. $10 bet on Toronto. Oh, boy. All right, next game up. This is going to feel like blasphemy, but the uh, boys from Anaheim, the Angels, are in Atlanta taking on the best team in baseball, the Atlanta Braves. Griffith Canning going against Charlie Morton. Not a great pitching matchup. Charlie Morton, I mean, God, he's been around so long. I think he's older than you. I don't get the line. I, I, I think that's just too chalky of a line for Charlie Morton. I get it, the Braves, but... Minus 210, 215 in some places, that feels like too much. There's a value on the Angels here, and I'm going to jump on it. Give me Anaheim, 10 bucks. Yeah, listen, I think the Braves win this one. I I, I, I think the Braves should win this one. Uh, but, yeah, listen, the, the, you know, the, the Angels have a good enough team to be competitive here. Charlie Morton has gotten rocked in his last two outings, and, you know, I, w- I wish the Angels were a little bit better of a road team. They're they're shaky on the road, but I, I see where you're at. I'll give you some moral support here. I'll, I'll lean the Angels with you with that value. All right, next game up, I actually fully expect you to be on this with me. Talked about our, our Cincinnati Reds going to Chicago, take on the Cubs. My boy, Andrew Abbott, taking the mound. He's thrown five shutout games since his call-up. I guess we'll call him shutout, so he got yanked. 
but he's pitched goose eggs when he's pitched going against Marcus Stroman. Good pitching matchup, but Cincinnati with Abbott catching a plus line. I'm all over it. 10 bucks on the Sin City Reds. Yeah, I'll give you some moral support. We can probably toss Cincinnati into this uh, DJ parlay for today. Um, yeah, Str- Stroman not been pitching well as of late. I'm the fact that he's in the lineup is, I guess, an indication that he's not being traded, right? I mean, you, you'd expect maybe if he does get traded, maybe he ends up being a late scratch. So, uh, uh, you know, I don't, I don't think that matters to you. I think you take the Reds because you know, Abbott ain't being traded. Abbott's pitching fucking good. What, has he given up a run over his last three starts? Two starts? Yeah, two, I, think two, so. uh, two, I think two starts ago. Two starts, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, but even so, I think I think just pitching fucking phenomenally. I think I think Cincinnati should get this one. Uh, but the Cubs are not waving the white flag. You know, uh, co- people can call about Bellinger, and they're like, no thanks. So it seems like the Cubs might uh, might be buyers. We'll see. Uh, I'm going to lean the Reds with you though. We we can definitely throw that one into the parlay. I like that one. Last game up for me. San Diego's on the road at Colorado. San Diego not a great road team. Colorado is a fairly decent home team better at home than they are on the road but Seth Lugo against against Austin Gomber and I've talked about Austin Gomber before he's actually been pitching pretty well since the all-star break at plus 180 that's just so much value on the Rockies at home I have to take it give me the Rockies for 10 bucks there you go. We got some overlap. Another game we're going to toss into the. We got to. We got to eat some fucking chalk. By the way, we got to find some chalk for this parlay because right now we got plus one hundred eight on Cincinnati and plus one seventy two on Colorado. This this parlay is looking way too fucking. <laughs> uh, uh, we need some chalk to throw in there. But yeah, I'm definitely on Colorado here. Tons of fucking value here. Who are the Padres minus two? Now, granted, listen. If you look at run differential, which I do believe is. You know, in theory, the the most important fucking statistic you want to look at when when you're looking at uh, sports betting and 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 you know baseball teams, it's an indication of teams that tend to you know win. <laughs> the Padres actually do have a high run differential, and they haven't found a way to win. So maybe they're bucking that fucking trend here. Too much chalk, man. Minus two hundred, minus two eighteen at some books. What the fuck is that? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll, t- I'll take this plus one seventy two. Uh, that we well, actually, you know, and we're getting plus one seventy two in the parlay at Fanduel, uh, but we can get plus one seventy five just betting the game straight up at Caesars. Up. So we'll, we'll take the plus one seventy five at Caesars, but we got the plus one seventy two since I, I locked in that Cincinnati plus one hundred eight. That was the best line was at Fanduel, so I locked that in there. So we got the plus one seventy two at Fanduel right now on the parlay. But yeah, ten dollar bet on Colorado. All right, uh, I think we hit both the years, and I'm done with my five. The only chalky bet I had was the Phillies. Yeah, why not? I'll throw them in there. Minus 114, not even chalky. My, oh, sorry. Not even chalky. Minus 118 at FanDuel. So we got Cincinnati plus 108, Colorado plus 172, Philadelphia minus 118. That payout still is plus 947 on this Monday. That would be a nice way to kick off this week. But that's all we got for you today. Panther, take us home. Way to end the month, the end of summer. It's August, dog day time, and we're going to start picking up our football pace. But you guys know the deal. We're hanging out on Facebook, we're on Twitter, but mostly exclusively right here in the asylum. Join wait, our Discord wait, wait, channel. Wait, 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 wait. I totally forgot. Uh, we fucked up. We we really wait. fucked up. We, oh, we, you uh, fucked up. How do I it? fuck up? No, 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 no. You su- uh, you're, right. you're right. You are right. Zaza. It's supposed to be the Zaza episode. 
It was Zaza supposed to be. Episode. It was supposed to be the whole Zaza episode. Like I have to, I have to go back and retitle the episode. I got to redo the opening to say it's the Zaza episode. You made the promise, Panthers. See, oh, I did. Yeah. I, you were the one that made the promise. So I'm glad that I reminded you because Zaza would have fucking crucified us today in the asylum if we didn't do it. So here you go, Panther. Here's your chance to apologize to the man. Hey, Zaza, we missed you. We almost missed you. Max caught it. Zaza, welcome to the asylum. Here's your official shout out. And you guys can be like Zaza and join the asylum. It's totally free. We don't want your money. We just want you in here shooting the shit with us. Call us out by name. We'll holler right back. But most importantly, let us know what you did over the weekend, what you're doing today. And when it's all said and done, kids, it's all make some money, fools. This show is sports entertainment. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only, and any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast should not be considered professional advice. In short, don't be stupid. Gamble responsibly. We will not be held responsible. Peace. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.